Hello friends, welcome to Find Your Career Calling podcast, dedicating to helping you find your next step outside of university by learning about different roles in different industries from the professionals themselves. So in this episode, I have Miriam, who's a YouTube consultant at Google. Welcome, Miriam. Thanks, Pauline. Glad to be here. So Miriam, what's your story? So when I started out kind of in my career, my idea for my career was completely different to what it ended up being. <laughs> so, I mean, all growing up and everything, my, I had a one-track mind. I wanted a career in music. That was it. I was always going to be the person who had the career in music. So I went to college. I studied music production and stuff in London. And I was working in that industry for a couple of years. And guess what? I absolutely hated it. Wow. I wanted out of there. Like I hated it so much there. I could tell a lot of stories about that, but I'm not going to. <laughs> <I'm> not here. <laughs> how, how did that feel? Because that's almost like someone following their dream and then realizing actually this is in my dream. Yeah. That is like a huge topic right now. I know so many people who've had similar experience to that and it's devastating at the beginning. You think that you just don't know what the heck is right for you. Yeah. And you don't know if like, you don't know what to do next because that was your dream. That was your one track mind was just set on that. And yeah, I felt bad. But actually, to be honest, I fell into technology by accident. Mm -hmm. And I realized that while I love music, what I wanted to do nine to five was a different, totally different thing. Right. So yeah, I mean, often... Sometimes someone's passion is their job and that's wonderful. For me, I actually do love my job just to <laughs> clarify that. <laughs> I do like my job. But yeah, I just kind of fell into technology by accident then. And then I just absolutely loved it. I, I loved the innovation. I loved working. I, I was working firstly in startups. And while working in startups, I did another undergrad online in digital technology and innovation. Online? Wow. Yeah. Where is mm -hmm. that? It was here in Dublin at a place mm. called, oh, it was like DIT. Yeah, okay. DIT, but it was a private college that went through And DIT. it was all online? Completely online. Wow. And it was fabulous. Yeah. I loved it so much. And did you work alongside studying for that? Yeah, I worked full time. Yeah. Studying, yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. I mean, working in technology in startups made the degree extremely easy mm. because I was already doing everything that the coursework was telling yeah. us, you know, so... So yeah, so I was working in startups for about two years and then I got headhunted by um, a Google agency that hires contractors for Google. Right. So I initially had an 11 month contract at Google working in YouTube. And then I then became full-time Googler a few months ago, also working in YouTube. Cool. So yeah, even though I started off with music and being totally focused on that, I ended up in YouTube and technology, which is a million miles from what I would have thought at age 16. What was the, so how was the, I'm interested in kind of how you pivoted. So you were in London, you were studying music and then you're like, okay, no, maybe this is not for me. So what was, what step did you take? How, what, did you rationalize it or were you, did you meet someone that were like, oh, okay, I'll get into this. How, how did you exactly do the pivot? <laughs> That's an interesting question. I think that the pivot came about when I had graduated from my music degree and I totally randomly, like, that's actually a fun story. So I was in Portugal with my mom on holidays mm. and I ran into this Icelandic girl and she said that her, one of her friends was a musician and he was releasing an album and would I like to go to Iceland to help him to oh, release wow. it? Like as an intern, it was like that's basically so cool. unpaid, like chilling yeah. out. So yeah, I, I accepted that <laughs> and I went to Iceland. <laughs> like three weeks later, I was in Iceland. I was like, what, wow. what the heck? How did this happen? <laughs> so yeah, and you know, while I was there, a lot of my work that I was doing was like 
analyzing data on websites to figure out where he would best advertise. And yeah. this is my first tentative step into the world of digital marketing. Yeah. You know? And I just found that I absolutely loved computers in a way mm. that I had no idea I loved them. Mm. And I love the data, absolutely love data analysis. And I just realized that, yeah, I mean, around that time, I, I was kind of getting sick of music industry anyway. Mm. And so, yeah, that finished up. I came back home. I was unemployed for about two or two months or so, maybe yeah. maybe a month. And I was just kind of figuring out like, what the, what am I going to do with my life? I mm. don't want to do music. I don't really have an interest in working as a business person in music. Mm. I know I'm, I'm interested in this data analysis, but I don't have any formal training. Mm. So like, I just talked to some job boards. It was June, I think about three years ago. It was, it was June. Yeah. June three and a half, three and a bit years ago. Mm. And I came to Dublin with my sister. We both moved in together. She was starting a master's and I was like, right, what am I going to do? So I just took to some job boards and I was like, hmm, okay, well, I need money. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> need to pay the bills. <laughs> I need to pay the bills. <laughs> and I just found this random startup that was like looking for a business developer which is like sales, basically. Mm. But there was a bit of marketing involved as a yeah. startup. You're like a jack of all trades, yeah. right? Um, so yeah, I went in for the interview and got on really well with the with the head of the startup. And he said, hey, can you come in tomorrow? So I was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> oh, wow. I mean, this is what I love about startups because most of the time they don't really have the time to recruit or like the long, yeah. long time to recruit. So they're just like, okay, this person, yeah, she, she, she looks great. Like we'll, we'll get her in. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I love, that's what I love about startups. They yeah. give you a chance to prove yourself. Exactly. <laughs> and then because I was working there, I had just recently also signed up for this online degree in digital technology and innovation. Yeah. So I started that around the same time I started in the startup. And then suddenly my life went from unemployed, sort of a half career in music to like fully a career totally immersed in digital technology yeah and i was oh. like what happened like it was like overnight my whole yeah, world transformation. changed yeah wow and i just never looked back i absolutely loved it all from a conversation from a girl in iceland from iceland yeah <laughs> yeah that's so that's so strange i love it though i feel like a lot of great things happen from the most random moment <laughs> <laughs> it's so true how long were you in iceland for again about like about a couple of months or so. Wow. Yeah. Mm. And how, like, did they feed you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they fed me. <laughs> so I was kind of like an intern um, slash living in the guy's spare room slash eating their food. And then but I, I feel like also... it's such a great learning opportunity, right? Because I've done a few, like, unpaid internships. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, at the end of the day, you have to just, okay, fine, it sucks that you, you're not paid, but at the end of the day, like, you're learning the skills. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. And I also used to mind their child as well, which is fun, <laughs> but totally unrelated. <laughs> child minder as yeah, well. Yeah, also child minder, yeah. That's amazing. And how, I, I'm interested in how you actually managed to balance your time when you were doing this online degree and working. Was yeah. it hard? Was it difficult? It was difficult, but full disclosure, like I went <laughs> to zero lectures. <laughs> that sounds like... 90% of university students listening it's to this. No, well, yeah, yeah, that's true. Oh, yeah, that's very true. We're all in the same boat. But to be honest, because it was online, I could manage my time the way I wanted to. Yeah. Everything was uploaded to the portal and everything that I needed to access was there for me to access. And if you're efficient enough, you can do it. I'm not going to say it wasn't hard. It was mm. horrible, like writing assignments, like coming home from work, writing assignments. That was yeah. it for a year. It was a year full intensive yeah. degree. 
So at least it wasn't three years. I would not do that for anyone. But your work ethic would have... Oh, it was a master's, wasn't it? No, it was an undergrad as well. Oh my gosh, for a year. Yeah. So it's one year intensive. really intense. Wow. It's very intense. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. But like, you know, I used to go to my startup on the weekends, like on a Saturday to use the computer to do my assignments. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It was tough, but I think I had this like amazing energy that I wish I still had now. (laughs) That was like my my entire life has just changed, and I'm really really excited to set out in this. Yeah, path it sounded it like right. you found the next, like you found the other dream, and you're like, oh okay, this is the new dream. This is what yes. we're doing, gonna do. Exactly. <laughs> so let's just talk about the startup. So your first your your first pivot and new dream, and you got in the the head of um, the startup accepted you. What was the first few months like? Unexpected (laughs) (laughs) is the best word to sum it all up. It was pretty, yeah, it was pretty unexpected. I mean, we're talking an attic room with me, the engineer and the CEO (laughs) and that's it. Yeah. You know, (laughs) and like if something went wrong with the product, I would turn to the engineer and say, Hey, is it okay if we can fix this? And she'd say, yeah, sure. I'll be done by tomorrow. Cool. (laughs) Then I can sell it. Great. So when I came for my interview at Google, they said, now, if something was wrong with the product and you needed to fix it, what would you do? And I said, oh, I would turn to the engineer and say, hey, can you fix this? <laughs> they laughed. They tried not to laugh, but I saw the look in their eye. Like, you, you can't do that here. You think there you is- can talk to engineers at Google? No. You can barely see them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's the difference between a startup has like less, like zero politics, basically. Yeah. Everyone's in one room and you can talk to anyone at any time. Um and you can sort out problems a lot quicker as well because there's not all these hierarchies to navigate through. Mm. However, working at a at a corporate, there are. So that's that's the main difference for me as well. Like as working as a business developer for like in the space of those two years, it was I think roughly five or six different startups because they kept like shutting down or losing budget. And for me, that was the biggest pain point is like lack of budget. I know that's like obviously because it's a startup, right? Mm. But it was a pain point when you're working in sales or marketing because you just don't have the budget that you need to like promote the product. Yeah. So yeah, working at Google, it's a little bit different. You're handling much bigger clients and I really, really, really enjoy it. Personally, I would yeah. never go back to a startup. Corporate yeah. life is sweet for me. Yeah. Especially at Google. Did you learn, what kind of skill set did you develop? Because I'm assuming that you didn't do any business development really apart from the internship in Iceland. Kind of what skill set... If someone's listening to this now, I'm thinking, okay, so I'm going to type in business development, junior business developer, business development intern, whatever, on Google when I finish university. What kind of skills are they expecting to to develop? Yeah, um, it depends on the company that you're going for. What I really found is that being a business developer in a startup versus being business developer in a corporate is a totally different ballgame for both. So in a startup, you're a jack of all trades and you don't have to be that when you walk in the door. You just have to have a great attitude. That's what startups are looking for is just a great attitude and someone who's interested in the product. If you have that, you have a huge likelihood of getting hired Mm. and just like spout out some random facts about a few tools like you're in, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Whereas at a corporate, they're going to want to see historical, historically, what numbers did you get? What was your sort of sales pipeline? What was your turnaround? Does that answer your question? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, did did you get given targets straight away when you started in startup? Not at all. 
Like there yeah. were, there was hardly even a product. Never mind. Targets. Right. So you did you start handing? Did you start using like Google Ad products straight away to kind of start? Yeah, I actually initiated the first ever use of Google Ads products <laughs> in like one or two of the startups I worked for. Yeah. So yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's just it's a very different culture. So yeah. So in the last three to four years that you've developed your career and and during your career journey, have you had any challenging moments and yeah, any challenging moments that you felt that you've grown a lot? Yeah, definitely. I think that something that I found very challenging throughout my career journey is it's it's to do with a soft skill. So as you know, like my my mindset was always set on music. It was about making something that's beautiful and like I'm quite artistic innately and I never saw myself with like a hardcore business career, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So like when I was working you, in start, oh sorry, go you ahead. saw yourself as a creative. Yeah, totally, yeah. completely, hundred percent. So when I started working in startups, it was very easy to keep being a creative, and I'm very soft. Like I'm quite, I hate to say it, but I'm quite sensitive. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. that. <laughs> yeah, but I hate admitting that because, like, you know, I don't know. But yeah, so you know, in startups, you can talk, you can kind of say anything, and there's no politics, there's no kind of hardness. You don't have to really watch what you say. If someone says something that upsets you, you can just like brush it off. It's fine. Like you know them well enough to know yeah. they didn't mean anything by it. Blah 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 blah. Mm. But whenever I moved, so this is something that came into learning whenever I moved to like a medium sized startup that was quite well established, had mm. a lot of sort of political hierarchies, a lot of people fighting for promotion, something that was totally new to me. I had never entered that kind of world before yeah. and had never experienced any kind of hard sort of competitive culture in a company yeah. ever before and never wanted to and never thought I would. Yeah. So that was a real wake up call for me because suddenly I was thrown into an environment where people were actually shouting at each other in meeting rooms. Wow. Like it was really yeah. unprofessional yeah. and really, really hard for a personality like mine to sort of come to terms with. Obviously that's not okay. And to be honest, that yeah. wasn't okay at all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was a company thing. Yeah. Uh, but even moving on to bigger corporate companies, you kind of realize that you have to watch what you say in a meeting room. And you have to just take everything with a pinch of salt. Mm. Like you have to put yourself out there. You have to be okay if it backfires on you. And yeah, that's something that I really have to come to terms with and learn. And I'm still doing that even now. Yeah. I think navigating, you know, politics and in the dynamics of an office is, is something you can't learn from the outside. You have to kind of live and do it trial and error and then be burned a couple of times <laughs> to, to, and bounce back to actually feel that, you know, you've, you've, you've learned it, you've learned it and you can put the stuff into practice. Yeah. Um, so that's yeah. True. And I think that only comes with experience. Definitely. In terms of, so those are the challenges in terms of, you know, the achievements that you feel. Mm. So now that you've pivoted into this new, new role and you feel like you're, you know, owning digital tech world. I like that. Well, well we're, you should well, put that on Lincoln. You can put on a Lincoln. <laughs> what do you think were your, you know, some, some moments or like achievements or projects that you felt, yes, this is me. <laughs> I got this. Yeah. I mean, I think that my first few projects at Google were definitely an achievement for me because I was doing things suddenly on a scale that's huge rather yeah. than tiny at a startup. So yeah, I think that it has great impact and that really made me feel proud. 
And also what I did is I joined a public speaking group and that was mm. unbelievably like for mm. anyone listening, I would seriously recommend joining a Toastmasters public speaking group yeah. in your area or in your college. Having like having that like weekly check in to do with your public speaking competence. I mean, I can't even explain how much that benefited me in meeting rooms and yeah. in like in work, in yeah. work life. Toastmasters is amazing. I've been to two meetings really yeah just on a one hand one one brought me one in london and oh uh, twice actually in london and yeah i'm looking for one when i go back to uni um right it's yeah. so good it, at first it's like oh my god oh god yeah. <laughs> what do i say <laughs> yeah and public speaking like i'm quite extrovert but i hate public speaking right i hate presentation like i shake mm-hmm. to the point where like just don't i just don't bother having notes with me because mm-hmm. it just it's so obvious that i shake <laughs> Oh, no. Yeah, so Toastmasters yeah. Is, is such a great idea. It's such a good idea. Yeah, and I'm an introvert, so I don't talk very much anyway. So that's why it was more of a, a challenge for me to even speak. Mm-hmm. Like at my in my last job when I first joined Google, I didn't speak in any of our team meetings for three months. Oh my gosh. Like <laughs> not a word. I was like a ghost in the corner. And Toastmasters, like by the end of the year, I was blabbering for like half the meeting. People had to get <laughs> me be quiet. <laughs> so yeah. So for our listeners who are more, most likely university students, what advice would you give to your younger self? This one is, is a great question. Yeah, I wish I could go back in time and talk to my younger self right now because I would say, stop going so freaking hard on yourself. <laughs> like, chill. Everything <laughs> that's meant to happen is going to fall into place anyway. Yeah. If you fail the exam, it doesn't matter. I mean, unless you don't get your university degree. It might just cost you a few dollars, but... <laughs> but take the advice from someone who spent their entire life gearing up for a music career and then ended up hating it and switching totally and overnight getting everything they ever wanted anyway. Mm-hmm. Literally take, take the advice from that person. Because like, hang out with your friends, develop your friendships, spend time with your family if you, you know, have one and if you like them. <laughs> I mean, don't spend time with family if you don't like them. <laughs> spend time with people you like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's much more diplomatic. Thank you, Polly. <laughs> but go to Malta and take a year out yes. if you want to. Love life. Live your best life. Exactly. Live your best life. Yeah, live in the moment. Because what's meant to happen is going to happen. Awesome. Nicely said. Thank you for coming to the show. Thank <laughs> you. My pleasure. If you got to the end of this episode and feel like you want to find your career calling, check out fycareercalling.com where I can help you gain clarity and confidence in your next step. If you enjoyed this episode, please don't forget to like, subscribe and share it with a friend. Because friends, life is too short. Find what you love.